Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. We are looking forward to sharing our guest with you today, Arman Sadegi. Arman is the author of the Business Bible, the CEO of six companies, a business coach, motivational speaker, husband, and father. His passion is to educate and to help individuals and companies reach their full potential. He attended the University of California at Berkeley, earning a bachelor's degree in molecular and cell biology, as well as attending Harvard Medical School. He is a serial entrepreneur who started his first company in his parents' garage at the age of 15 by teaching himself how to set up and maximize computer networks in the early 90s. He founded All Green Electronics Recycling in 2008 after watching a 60 Minutes expose on the current state of electronics recycling in the United States and the lack of focus on data security and environmental stewardship. Armand's broad knowledge of business, technology, human behavior, and personal development has allowed him to coach some of the most successful executives in the world to reach even higher levels of success while also ensuring that they thrive in all areas of life. He is a regular contributor to some of the largest business publications in the U.S., including Forbes magazine. Enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to the Action Catalyst, everyone, and particularly welcome Armand Sadegi. So glad to have you here with us today. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm looking forward to this. Well, you have an incredible background, uh, educated at some of the finest institutions in the country, which you've continued on a self-education basis, a very successful entrepreneur with a socially responsible company that helps recycle electronics. I'm not sure people realize they can't just put that in their normal trash. They've got to do careful things with that one of the fastest growing companies, in fact, in the, in the coal country, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, your background spent coaching and enlightening some of the great business leaders of the world, which just tells everybody how much people know about you. So back us up a little bit. Please share with us some of the, <laughs> some of the main pivot points and some of the main uh, influences that, that really have led you from being a student at Berkeley to, to the position of influence and inspiration that you're in today, Armand. Well, you know, it, uh, first of all, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, I, uh, it, you know, I was one of those kids who from a very young age was very interested in entrepreneurship and um, always focused on how am I going to leave my mark on this world? And um, in 1993, when I was, um, I believe, 16 years old, I decided to drop out of high school and pursue business. So I started my first company as a computer company um, as a kid. And uh, was very fortunate, blessed. The timing was right. Um, I had the right knowledge and the skill set. And very quickly, um, I was able to uh, launch a successful business. Um, before I knew it, I was, I was making enough money to move out of my parents' house, get my own apartment, and sort of start my own life as, if, as, as an adult. And uh, that, that, that went for a couple of years before I started to realize that maybe where I was at in life wasn't where I wanted to be, which was to have financial freedom and some of those things, but really no education, you know, couldn't, um, uh, couldn't spell to save my life, you know, but <laughs> I had, I had money in the bank and I had some fancy credit cards to use and things like that. And so I made a very important decision, which was to give it all up 
Um, I was fortunate to be able to, uh, to, uh, to, to give all that up uh, and, 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 and be able to go back to school. And, um, you know, as a high school dropout, colleges aren't exactly excited to take you. Um, so I had to go back and prove myself and went to a community college for two years, worked really hard, um, got straight A's, and then was able to transfer to Berkeley. And from there, um, eventually went on to Harvard Medical School. And uh, the dropout thing poked its head back up again because I ended up not actually deciding to finish medical school and went back into business. And that's when I started um, the electronic recycling company you mentioned. And, you know, it's those points where um, I decided to uh, first drop out of uh, high school and then uh, get out of business and go back to school. Um, Those were some of the most uh, important, important points in my life because they were big, big decisions when I had to give up everything. Um, and I think it's those things that, um, that helped me realize that, gosh, it would be really nice to do what I do these days and, and what you do, which is to, to inspire others to make, to make good decisions, to, um, to be the best versions of, of themselves. And, uh, and these days to, to focus on helping people succeed in their businesses. Um, because I know that there were some key people in my life at the time, whether they were authors and I was reading their books or, you know, I was listening to, let's say, a, um, at the time there wasn't podcast, but, you know, some sort of an audio program, uh, something like Anthony Robbins. Um, those things were critical in, in those pivot points in my life. And so today I like to be one of the people who provides the, that guidance and, and that information and hopefully inspires others. Wow. Um, it's pretty impressive, though, some of the people that you've been able to influence and, and, and spend that time with. What do you think gives you so much credibility with, with people that arguably could work with anybody as a coach? Absolutely. Well, what it is, is that, um, you know, I have I have sort of a unique experience in business in that um, I've started um, over a dozen of my own companies over the years as, as sort of a serial entrepreneur. Um, and so I have an, I have a certain, um, experience that most other folks don't have, even some of the most successful CEOs, because you're typically in one company or maybe two or three, but I've been in over a dozen companies and maybe it's because I'm a little crazy, uh, or just because I have a lot of different interests, but, um, they've almost all been in different industries. So today I own seven of my own companies. And only two or three of them are in similar industries, right? So I have businesses in in the, obviously you mentioned the recycling one. Then I have a digital marketing agency and I own a medical company and I own a, a photography, videography and production company. And I've owned multiple restaurants and, you know, things like that. And so none of these have anything to do with each other. And so what I've had to do is really take business and, um, make it into something that's independent of the industry. And that's, I feel that gives me a very unique edge. Um, and so some, some CEOs and leaders who um, are far ahead of me in their career in terms of the businesses they've been able to build or the financial success they've had, they, they enjoy coming to me because I can look at their business from a, from a perspective that no one else in their business can really uh, see. And so that's, that's given me quite an advantage. Mm-hmm. So that diversity of experience and your own startup nature, your intellectual curiosity, all of those things give you that immediate cred, which is, which is just great. Exactly. Now, Thank now you. One, one of the things that, that I've read about you is that you focus on people who maybe have had success in their career, but are really lacking fulfillment. 
that are looking for that deeper purpose. Uh, and then also you work with people that maybe are pretty content, but they've got limiting fears that, that sort of hold them back, which means it's always on the inside. Um, what really got you interested in, in helping people change from the inside out? That's such a great question. Um, you know, it, it, when I described what I did as a young man dropping out of high school, um, it was because I grew up in a, uh, in a in a family. We were immigrants, and uh, my parents struggled. I saw them work two jobs, and you know they could barely uh, afford to pay their rent. They they were trying to learn how to speak English and raise three kids at the same time. Um, and having had uh, careers uh, previously that didn't really translate very well over to the U.S., and so they had to start from scratch. And I saw them struggle so much financially that as a young man, um, I was a pretty smart kid. And I, most importantly, uh, I was a very hardworking person. And everything I've ever done in life, I've, I, I like to claim I'm the hardest working person in the room, no matter where we're at, what we're doing. Um, and I, I thought I had figured life out. You know, just go out and make a bunch of money and you're going to be happy because that's what I saw my parents struggle with. And so I did. And because I was willing to work day and night, seven days a week, you know, 12, 14, 16, 18 hour days, I didn't care. Um, I was able to make a lot of money as a, as a young man, thinking that that was going to give me happiness. Now, don't get me wrong. Not having money is a very difficult place to be. But I very quickly realized that having money didn't necessarily give me all the happiness I wanted. So, you know, buying the car of my dreams, getting an apartment at a young age and being able to travel and do all the things I thought would, would give me fulfillment didn't give me fulfillment. Um, and so I then went on this journey of trying to discover, okay, well, if all the rules I thought existed in the universe turned out not to be correct in terms of how to be fulfilled, what what is the way to become fulfilled? And I, and I really made a study of that. And that's when I went and, you know, studied just about everybody who in the mid nineties or late nineties was a thought leader. And that's why I mentioned people like Anthony Robbins and, and, and a lot of other folks, um, uh, Jim Rohn and, you know, all the, all the best books that, that you hear about from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and even before. And as I, I read those, I, I really, um, discovered for myself where fulfillment came from, which, you know, the answer is from the inside. Um, and so today I, I love sharing that with other people, especially people who've already attained a certain level of success, because I feel like the, um, the people I, I sometimes feel the most sorry for are the folks who have attained success in business, in life. You know, they have the things that are supposed to make them happy yet they're still not happy because I find sometimes those people are, are, are the most miserable um, because they don't even have any hope anymore. Right. Whereas there's some people who still think, gosh, if only I had a little bit more money, if only I had this, if only I had that, if only I could meet the person of my dreams, um, if only I could have children, if only I could own my own business and uh, you know, at least they have some hope. Um, but then there are those who, who've already done all those things and, and they're still not fulfilled. And um, uh, I've, I've, um, I really enjoy working with them and helping them um, attain that level of fulfillment that I think they deserve. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome because you've, you've been through that journey so you can help see it in others, help guide them, which is great. Now, we, we hear a lot about your successes, but uh, my guess is you've encountered at least one completely unexpected brick wall that slapped you down, blew your mind. You couldn't figure out how to get over it, under it, around it. What, what, has been your coping strategy when you hit just an unexpected or an expected but unavoidable failure and you're just slapped down? 
Oh gosh, it's um, clearly uh, uh, as a successful person, you know that every success comes with 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 a lot of failure, and um, <clears throat> um, I absolutely have faced uh, a lot of failure in my life as an entrepreneur, as you can imagine. You know, of all the businesses that I, I I have had that have succeeded or have today that have succeeded, trust me, there have been many that have failed miserably, and um, you know, I found myself in a position where. I was um, leveraging myself, borrowing on credit cards to be able to afford to keep the business going and being at a point um, at certain points where uh, realizing that uh, that I might show up to the office today um, or my facility today and, and and there might be an eviction notice on my door because um, you know we we haven't been able to pay the bills and and you know just being being really down um, and and those things can can drag you down, obviously professionally, but they can also drag you down personally. And um, you know, it's it, I've I've never had a problem working hard, and I feel like that's what's always gotten me through. Um, but unfortunately, the typical um, place that I think a lot of people go when times get tough is they sort of put their heads under the pillow. Uh, some people do this literally, I'm, you know, and I've caught myself doing it where for a few days or sometimes even a week or two, um, instead of going into the office and working harder at a time where the business was on the brink, um, I caught myself taking time off and, 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 and laying in bed longer and literally putting a pillow over my head uh, and uh, pretending like, like uh, things aren't happening. Um, but it's been, it, what's always gotten me through is 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 realizing because I like I love to read and these days I love to listen to podcasts and I love to see what other successful people have been through and if you study the life of any successful person um, uh, my experience has been you find a lot more failure than success it's just it's a lot more fun to make movies about the successes right so mm. we <laughs> we hear a lot more about the successes but you know the great generals of of uh, of our time or you know of, of the world they always lost a lot more battles than they won and uh you know they lost a lot of wars and and and, and so we have to realize that and realize that failure is just a part of the process of of uh, uh getting to the point of uh, greatness or fulfillment mm -hmm. it also helps keep you humble which makes you a lot more pleasant to be around <laughs> 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 That's great. Now, on the other side, with all this string of successes, um, how, how do you avoid complacency? Uh, this character we call Mr. Mediocrity getting up in your ear just saying, hey, you've done enough. Time to coast. Take it easy, Armand. How do you, how do you <laughs> fight that? You know, that's that's another one of those good ones. And um, it's, it's interesting because you have to balance. Um, you know, how much, uh, how much drive you have, because if you have too much drive and not enough of that, Mr. Complacency talking to you, then you're never fulfilled. Right. And you're, you're constantly thinking you're not enough and you haven't done enough. Um, and I, I think one of the best, uh, quotes that I ever heard, um, to this day that has really driven me throughout a lot of, uh, the decisions I make in life is something Jim Rohn says, which is, um, be happy with who you are and what you have while pursuing everything that you want. And um, to me, what that means is, is I need to look at my life today. And, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed. I have um, business success. I have financial success. I'm married to an incredible woman. I have two beautiful little girls. Um, and so I have to look at that and be happy with it, right? And be, be happy about where I'm at in business and be happy with where my family is and be happy where my, where my kids are. But then at the same time, um, I can't lose sight of the fact that I would still like to get to that next level. 
Um, so, uh, you know, I still want to accomplish more in my business. You know, I, 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 I've influenced a lot of people, but I'm on your show today because I want to influence even more people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to grow my businesses. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to, I want to grow as a person. But if, if I go too far to one side, um, what happens is you, you just become this unhappy, miserable person who never has enough. Um, and if you don't have enough today, trust me, you won't have enough in five years or 10 years or 50 years because the more you get, there's still more, more that you can get. And on the other hand, as you mentioned, uh, you have to be careful that you don't get to the point where um, you get complacent and then you become stagnant because um, – once you once you become stagnant very quickly things start to fall apart because i feel like as human beings we're we're designed to consistently grow um and if you're um if you're not growing you're really going backwards there's no such thing in my mind as 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 staying in one place so you do have to keep that keep that drive alive well that's true because nature has this thing called entropy it's our tendency to become very random and we have to be conscious to fight against that so well exactly. done. Exactly. You're reminding me of my old uh, physics and chemistry classes now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would create nightmares for many of our listeners, that little reminder. But uh, <laughs> I do remember about entropy and that we have to have uh, a willingness to, to fight that natural tendency to go from being more ordered to completely disordered. And Correct. It happens with our fitness. It happens with our mental state. happens with our relationships. We've got to really keep that rolling. Um, Absolutely. That, now, here's kind of a nuts and bolts question, Armand. Do you have a a habitual morning routine that you start your day, either mentally, physically, what, what, what do you do in the morning? We talked about oh, yeah. the time when you put your pillow over your head, but I don't think you practice <laughs> much of that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I've been known over the last uh, 30 years to do that once or twice, but um, no, you know, my morning routine um, is, is so important to me. Um, and it's another one of those things that where, as I studied sort of the greatest, um, folks I could, I could find in any area as a young man, I realized, gosh, they almost all have a really powerful morning routine. And so um, over the years, I've sort of developed my own routine and it involves waking up very, very early in the morning. Um, people sort of uh, get this, their eyes get really big when they hear this, but I like to wake up at 4am. Now I don't wake up at 4am every day. Um, but mm, when I'm at my best, I do wake up at 4 a.m. I'm one of those people who naturally my body would prefer to sleep until noon. You know, I hear about, about folks who say, oh, gosh, I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I can't go back to sleep. I'm like, no, if I don't set my alarm and if I'm not on my game, I'll sleep until noon. And so I like to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And when I get up, um, I like to make sure that no time is wasted in those very early morning hours because as a business owner, having uh, the, all these companies, having, having kids, having all the things I have going on, um, time is not something I can waste. And I, I care about taking care of my body. So what I do is in the morning where some people take an hour to get ready, I'll get ready in seven, eight minutes or something like that and get some, some uh, gym clothes on. And I, I get downstairs and I like to go outside and I do a very, very short jog um, for about five minutes. And something I learned from uh, some of, the, some of the, the things I studied was to sort of do some incantations, which was while I'm jogging and my blood is flowing, to sort of remind myself of, of what my day is all about and you know, what I'm focused on in life. And so I'll repeat certain phrases over and over again. And um, if you know anybody watching this lives in my neighborhood. I'm the guy who runs around at four o'clock in the morning, you know, talking to myself. <laughs> 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 or, uh, you know, I do that for about five or 10 minutes. 
And um, I come back and I get in my car and I drive to the gym. And, you know, I'm usually carrying my, my, my work clothes with me. Um, and so I'll, I'll go to the gym and I spend 25 minutes in the gym, no more and typically not a lot less, but it's 25 minutes of intense fitness where I go in and I like to be in really good shape. Um, so I do some weight training and things like that. And, and, um, I do that for 25 minutes. Now the guys who are in the gym every day and they're in there for two hours, Hey, naturally they, they, that's a, that takes up a lot of time in their day. I don't have that time. Right. Um, and then there are others who, who do that, but they can only go for an hour or two for a week or two, uh, typically right after new year's before they give up on it. My thing is <laughs> I work out for 25 minutes, but I never miss a day. Um, and, and I work, my goal is to work out seven days a week. And so I do that. And then I go downstairs and I, I, I have a membership at a gym that has nice showers and locker room. And so I shower, I get red dressed and I get to work and, Typically, um, I can be at my desk working um, by about 5.30 in the morning. And that's a big deal to have accomplished sort of all that uh, prior to 5.30, to have been able to go for a little jog, sort of program my mind, get my workout in. And then at that point, I'll either, I'll either start my day um, and work. Or these days, because I have a little bit more flexibility, I'll go to my home office, I'll get some work done. And then wake up the kids and get the, you know, help get them ready for school or whatever, and then go back to work. But uh, those, those first two hours um, or 90 minutes are critical for me. And, mm -hmm. um, and I find it's a time that really uh, inspires me from within. Right. And I love the incantations part as well. You know, most of the time when you see somebody talking to themselves at four in the morning, they're coming home. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting your day. And that, uh, that's so important because we can affirm the things that we're grateful for. And just the ability to get out and do that jog and do that exercise. Uh, I firmly believe we start every day with that gratitude as our first and foremost thought. Everything else goes so much better all day long, which is great. Absolutely. And I, you know, I always think to myself that when I've been at my best have uh, really been times where um, I had the most gratitude and being gra grateful first thing in the morning and then ending my day with, with gratitude to me is a really important thing. And it's something these days I try to teach my daughters. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's a difficult thing to teach because, you know, we sort of, I, I don't know if we're programmed to be like this or, or, or where it comes from, but we sort of have a tendency of taking the things we have for granted. Um, you know, an example of it is um, I just learned uh, the other day, I was, I was on a business trip and, and my wife sent me this message. I was walking through a hotel that um, a friend of mine who I'd known for, for a long time, who's actually a major league baseball player had passed away. and I just, you know, this guy is younger than me. I'm in my mid forties. He was in his mid thirties. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that he was battling, uh, battling a, a brain tumor and the, things like this. But when I learned that he had passed away, I just literally stopped. And, you know, I, I sort of walked over to the side of this, this big hallway that I was going through with a lot of crowds. And I just sat in the corner and I just stared at my phone. And for 15 or 20 minutes, I was in this place where, um, I, I, I was really in just in deep thought and what I was thinking about all I could think about, and maybe this was selfish of me is gosh, you know, the last time I saw him was at the gym six months ago. Why didn't I talk to him for another two minutes? You know, why didn't I remind him how, what a great person he was? Why didn't I, you know, why didn't I ask him to go to dinner with me? Why didn't I take him out to lunch? Why? And it was all these things. And again, these, they're, they're sort of selfish thoughts because I'm thinking of myself. Um, 
at the same time, it sort of reminds you of this, this, this thing where we really truly take for granted the things that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, and I, I know I'm guilty of it a lot. Um, so what then I, I did at that point is, is I said, okay, hold on a second. Um, this, this amazing human being, I'm never going to get to have in my life again, but gosh, I've got a lot of people in my life who I do care about and I'm a big texter. So I just started texting everybody and I just started saying, Hey, I'm grateful to have you in my life. And people were getting these texts, probably thinking what's wrong with this guy. You know, has he been drinking what's happening? Cause they were just texts out of nowhere, but I sent about 25 of those texts and suddenly I just filled I felt so fulfilled inside um, because of all this gratitude as I was, I was thankful to God that I had these, um, these friends, these acquaintances, family members, whoever it was. Um, but, but, you know, we, we do sometimes forget to be gra- grateful for the things that we have. And these days, you know, I'm a business coach more, more than anything else. And I think the same is true in your business. You have to be grateful for the industry you're in. You have to be grateful for the employees that you have. You know, how often do you see people trying to give pay raises to someone who threatens to quit or puts in the resignation? I always tell my, the CEOs I work with, I said, I say, you know, the last, the wrong time to give someone a pay raise is when they've just resigned. Right. If you really think they were worth more, why didn't you take better care of them while they were there um, or have the relationship with them where they could be honest with you and let you know? Um, so that gratitude is not only for our personal life, but in our business, I think is, is, is very important for um, for growth and consistent fulfillment and, and, and success. Mm, that is such a key insight. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, now, I know that although you've you've coached some of the most successful people in the world, you've also encountered people that are really down and out. So how would you advise somebody that is maybe listening to us today who is, they're really flat out of aces. They don't know what to do next. And uh, all resources have been withdrawn. They're feeling abandoned. Uh, any kind of step-by-steps to, to regain equilibrium and, and momentum. Yeah, you know, I think the first thing um, that I think about every time I I take myself back to a place where I really felt like I was down and out, um, and I'm sure anyone anyone watching or listening to this who um, who's there now can recall another time in their life when they were down and out, and you got out of it somehow. And the first thing is to believe that you're going to get out of this one, you know, no matter how, how bad it, it feels or it sounds uh, just like when we're kids and, you know, we break mom's favorite vase on accident because we're climbing the furniture. Or we, you know, we do that thing that we think, oh my gosh, the world is over. Well, we find out that, yeah, we, we might get in trouble, but, but the world is, is not exactly over. And so I think that's the first thing is to know you're going to get, get through this. And the second thing that to me is really important, and I think it's sort of just the way that I've been, I was built and, and, and now over time I've proven it to myself is that um, at the end of the day, as long as I believe that I'm willing to work hard and work as hard as it takes – um, I will come through and I will get the results. And, and that's a really good reminder to have. I feel like sometimes you need to just realize that, that a lot of success, uh, believe it or not, um, especially, you know, it's interesting because I'm a guy who offers people um, strategies and solutions, right? So I should be the one who says, no, it's not about how hard you work. It's about using the right strategies. And yes, strategies are important. But to me, there's nothing um, that's more powerful than hard work. Um, you know, we hear the stories as a kid that, you know, the turtle and the hare and things like that. And, and, and it, we forget that 
those things do apply to everyday life. And so as you're down and down and feeling like you're out and you feel like you're all, all out of aces, if you can just remind yourself and say, uh, I am willing to work as hard as it takes to get through this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a very spiritual man. Um, you know, a big part of my incantations in the morning will be that, you know, I'll, 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 I'll think of things I'm grateful for and say them out loud. And then I might say in a situation like this, um, and anyone who's, who's watching, since we've talked about incantations, you know, what if you were to go out, go out for that jog or a brisk walk or whatever, get your blood flowing, and then say, you know, start to talk to yourself about some things you're grateful for. Like, God, I'm so grateful for the fact that I live in a beautiful city or the fact that, you know, I still have a home or the fact that I have a business or the fact that I have an amazing husband or wife or kids or mom or dad or something. I know there are things you're grateful for. Remind yourself of some of those things. And then maybe a simple incantation that I'm going to make up right now. Like, like I am willing to work as hard as it takes to achieve the things I want in life. Nothing will stop me. And you repeat that phrase, you know, multiple times over and over again. And suddenly your mind starts to figure out that, Hey, this is possible. Right. And then you start to think about the strategies you're going to need. Um, and so for me, I feel like it really always starts there is that, um, yes, I've, I've, I've had times where I felt like I was down and out and I got through them. Number one, number two, um, there are a lot of things that I'm still grateful for in my life today. Um, and maybe if, if you really can't think of anything, I seriously doubt that, but Hey, you're still alive. Um, and, and that's something to be grateful for because, uh, some folks aren't, um, and then, uh, and then the number three thing is I am willing to work as hard as it takes. And I think once you have those three pieces in place, I don't know how or why the universe seems to do this, but, um, it seems to put, put, um, open up paths for you. It certainly has for me in my life and, and the folks that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. But those paths require somebody to put one foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other, to take them. They're not conveyor belts, they're paths. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very true. And that's why the hard work is important. You know, um, I think, uh, the, 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 there was a, there was a saying I heard that, um, uh, God can't steer a parked car. Um, and you know, the, you, you think about that and I've, I've had moments in my life where I felt like I was the guy sitting in a parked car and asking God to steer me in the right direction. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's God can or God won't, but either way, if, if you're, you're, you're parked, um, nothing's going to happen. So you do have to have movement. You do have to have effort. Um, and I feel like a lot of times, um, again, these days working with business owners, I'd rather see someone taking action um, and, and turning out to be wrong than having inaction. Mm -hmm. um, not that you constantly want to take random action. You want to take intelligent action. But the worst thing you can do is to just, just, just stop and freeze for an extended period of time where you're not, you're not taking those steps. And that's why I think hard work is such a big part of it. Hard work is what keeps momentum moving. And it takes, it takes six times as much energy to get an object started as it does to keep it moving once you get it started. So it's when we stop, we got to get that six times all over again. So just keep moving, even if it's slow. So I think that's awesome. And once again, you're reminding me of my, my days in physics. <laughs> <laughs> momentum is uh, what mass times velocity. And so if you have a velocity of zero, you have no momentum. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us a bit about your own podcast, Titanium Life. Uh, what that, what's that about? Because we sure want to listen to that. Thank you. You know, I'd like to think it's a, it's a 
pretty amazing podcast if, if, if I can give myself some credit because um, I really put a lot into every episode that I created. And so I'm blessed to work with some extremely successful people. And so I've done 77 episodes of my podcast. They're all very short between seven to 15 minutes with a few that have gone longer than that. Um, and the concept is that um, I take topics that I was working with someone on directly. And then I captured some of that information that I felt like they really needed at that moment. And I've turned it into a podcast episode. Um, and it's it, it, a lot of it is about business, um, but some of it is just about life. Some of it uh, is about relationships. Some of it is about fitness and health. Um, but really it's designed, typically it's designed for a hardworking let's say CEO type or entrepreneur type um, and helping them really balance some of the areas of their, of their life and business. And, uh, you know, I talk about sales and marketing and and all kinds of different things. And um, I think it's a, um, it's a, it's a great sort of quick listen um, Mm -hmm. to get you going for the day or, um, or, or really to look at the list of episodes and, and say, gosh, right now, this is what I'm struggling with in my business or in my life and listening to that one episode. And, and, and they're pretty short and to the point. So, um, I think they deliver a lot of, a lot of punch. I think that's awesome, Armand. And, and part of your style is to be a reference and a resource. The business Bible is all about reference and resource. It's not a novel. It's, I need this help right now. Let me find that chapter and let me work that. And Titanium Life podcast sounds awesome. So thank you for telling us all about that. I can't believe this time has gone so quickly. We're, we're going to have to sign off. But can I say on behalf of all of our listeners and, and me personally, how much we appreciate you and the, the lessons that you share, the life that you lead, and just keep it going. Um, you're an inspiration. Thank you very much. Well, your show is an inspiration to me and, and I've enjoyed uh, some of the, the different folks you've had on and, um, and I'm honored to, uh, to have been on your show. So thank you for having me. Well, and I'll say this, uh, we're recording this on September 11th and 18 years ago today, a young man that I'd worked with for five years was on one of those towers. Mm. And one of the things that we all should be grateful for is the relationships we have, uh, sharing the good news that you just mentioned while we still can and being grateful for the fact that we have a chance to be in a free place and uh, strike the right blows for the right things. So Armand, thank you again for being with us on The Action Catalyst. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that The Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore action. Thanks for listening.